0: Hey, welcome to today's podcast. As many of you know, I strive to be as conscious of a parent and just human as possible, breaking many of the harmful cycles that I and the rest of my family, and I'm sure you too, were born into. That sounds good, we like that. (laughs) But there is a real struggle that came up recently that I don't think a lot of us talk about. And it comes up when you try to parent based on emotional intelligence and understanding of how the brain works, especially for the age level of your kid. Listen to this one. So last week, I'm helping my six-year-old with his math homework. Uh, I think homework in general is ridiculous to have it all, by the way, but it is the current reality that's here. So I'm trying to accept what is as best I can, because when you don't, you suffer. (laughs) So... We're working on it. He started to get frustrated. He is not a fan of math and started to get super dysregulated and emotional. And I'm not gonna lie. Even I have to have a lot of focus on my own nervous system during homework to not lose my shit too. And I apologize and give myself compassion when I do because parents are still humans, but I know that I have... Uh, trauma that's related to schoolwork. So I have to be very aware of that. So my mom was in the next room. And when he started acting out, she looked over at him, didn't say anything, but just kept looking at him. I'm guessing just to see what was happening. He yells over to her, don't look at me. Oh God, here we go. (laughs) I know. I know, not the best delivery. I totally get that. But we have to wait and get back to that, which is where a lot of people have issue with this kind of parenting. I'll get back to that in a minute. So now I'm officially the middle piece in this bullshit sandwich. (laughs) And it is so hard being the middle piece, healing and handling your own traumas and triggers while simultaneously doing the same for your kid and another person like your parent or a partner that is in their own messed up boat. <laughs> and it's it's someone that you want and or needs to be around you and your kid. Has to be worth it. My mom started to flip out. He can't talk to people like that. He's gonna be a serial killer if he keeps getting away with this stuff. With Wait, wait, what the hell? <laughs> how, th- how did we get... Ah, it's so extreme that it doesn't even make sense. Any reaction that doesn't fit the crime is coming from a past hurt. And I know that because I've done it a million times too. <laughs> She's not present. And I'd be arguing with a child version of her essentially. Whatever age she is channeling into that is upset by seeing this. It's crazy when you think about it like that. You're arguing with whatever age is coming up for them. My body was getting activated because my ego wanted to defend my kid and my parenting. But if I come from that place, she will hear nothing and will most likely escalate the situation, as well as make her feel even more justified and stuck to her thinking. No change is possible that way. So I took my kid upstairs to change the environment and give him a better opportunity to regulate his nervous system. Always do that. You're in a restaurant, things are going sideways, take them outside. Even just changing the environment changes up the energy. You'd be surprised how much it will do. So he did finally come down. And we talked about how I understood how frustrated he was with the math. I understood that he gets uncomfortable showing his emotions with a lot of other people, which I totally understood needing to trust the other person and feeling like others are judging you. Because My mom is not emotionally comfortable either, and he can tell. Kids are not stupid. While that is all valid and makes sense, we cannot yell at someone about it. We take a breath and talk or ask for a minute to go cool down first. And while we were upstairs, this gave me time to cool down for my responses as well. I could sense that everyone was on edge and I waited to like talk it out with her until the next morning. So first I was like, just like I would do with my kid. I validated what she felt again. Validation is not agreement. It just says, I understand what you saw and how you felt. And I said, I get that him yelling at you felt very disrespectful. And you also felt like he gets away with it because I wasn't correcting him at that moment. It felt like I was ignoring him mistreating you. So I was essentially ignoring your needs. I get how it looked and how you felt. Now, once she felt understood, safe, and not attacked, Her ego wall came down and she could hear what else I had to say. So this is bringing us back to one of the biggest struggles with this kind of parenting. I go to her. I wasn't ignoring what he was doing. I was waiting. And this is where learning about brain development comes in. I was like, I was waiting because child psychologists... Real science, not (laughs) woo-woo, have shown that the part of the brain that is responsible for taking in information and learning shuts off, essentially, when they are dysregulated. They're in fight or flight and in survival, animal mode. And if you're just trying to survive, you can explain and tell them all you want, whatever you would like to correct, but they won't get it. They can't. They're just trying to survive. I wasn't ignoring. I was waiting for him to calm down completely to address it when he would actually have a chance for it to stick. I heard this excellent saying, take this in. When a child is drowning, that's not the time to teach them how to swim. (laughs) Oh my God. So good, right? Like we all can get that frame of reference. So I gently cleared up the misinterpretation and then went in for empathy. I go, mom, he was struggling with math. He was feeling overwhelmed, maybe even stupid. I don't know. And even I could have been more patient. I messed up there too for a minute. Schoolwork, again, is a major trauma trigger for me. It's not an excuse at all, but I was hit a lot for it. So I have extra hard work to do to not react from the past. He didn't understand the work and it was super frustrating. And I said, you remember how when you were building the gazebo thing out back and the parts weren't going together right and you couldn't understand the directions of what to do and you flipped out and through the instructions and whatever else was available. <laughs> um, we do this all the time as adults, right? I go, he is us. He is us, mom. It's not acceptable for kids though because no one gave us that grace to wait until we are able to take in the lesson. Notice I made us We're on the same team. We're not separate. It feels wrong because you weren't given that. You deserve that grace too. We all do. I know. Heavy, right? When you really break down what's really going on. And she wasn't going to allow that to sink in if I just came at her and told her what she was doing wrong and how she was treating my kid and blah, blah, blah wasn't going to happen. So then I bring up what he was yelling at her about. The don't look at me. And I said, I talked to him about it's okay to be mad. It's not okay to yell at someone for it. I said, we came from a family that didn't show emotions. He didn't trust you to see him like that. He didn't feel safe to be that way in front of you. I know you get that because that's why so many of us bury it down, isolate or both. I have been working on feeling my damn feelings (laughs) and modeling that it's good to do so, to release it now and not decades from now, if ever. And then I go to her and this was hard to face myself, but I know someone needs to hear this. So listen, Do you know that I am trying to hold it together all the time when he is doing something that we would have gotten punished for? Do you know that he likes to hug me to co-regulate his nervous system? And that for a long time, it's gotten a lot better, but for a long time, I would cringe when he would do this. My attachment style is not the healthy one. He's doing it right, going towards people and not losing connection when he becomes emotional and dysregulated. Do you know what this means? And she was like, she didn't know. And I go, he will go towards his partner, towards his children when he or they are having a tough time and not want to bury it or isolate like I always did. Because no one held space for me. We were taught to go away, suck it up. Because no one did this for you or any of our other family either. And I know there are so many of us in this same boat. So no, it's hard and you are not alone trying to change up this narrative. And he won't push away his partner or his kids when they have these reactions. God, it's so powerful, Right. So if anyone judges your kid or your parenting or both, (laughs) it's that their inner child is hurt to see it done a different way. And it's painful to face that they could have parented differently as well. A crazy game changer for people that judge your parenting, that you actually give a shit about, (laughs) or at least to keep in mind to not take it personally is don't just speak to them. Speak to their inner child. You deserved this too. Wow, I know. We're reparenting everybody out here, man. <laughs> Change is possible. Not just with those after us, like our kids. Even before us too. Oh. Uh, Deep, right? But man, we can do things. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope it helps you see things a little bit differently and helps you stay centered when people, you know, sometimes make you feel bad for doing this different way. I'm sending you so, so much love, and I'll see you on the next one, friend.